Hey guys, this is Jimmy. I'm the Associate Creative Director for Manuel here at AGM, and welcome to the Social Media Marketing Hour. You're in the right place to listen in and gain insight from Manuel Suarez and his guests who are highly influential in the social media marketing world. In this episode, Manuel's guest is two-time eight-figure agency owner, Jason Swank. They go over Jason's start in the business, what he's learned along the way, and a few key highlights you really need to know. Here's the top five. One, how to find your first client. Two, how to build an agency. Three, framework for fast growth. Four, how to transition from owner to CEO. And lastly, five, philosophy of the journey. Check it out, guys. All right, guys, we are live for another social marketing hour. I'm super excited to be here with you on this Wednesday, actually, first day. I lost track of time already. I always was told that uh, if you already know exactly what day it is, you're not busy enough. Doesn't apply to us. Well, we've got a great uh, today hour. We're going to be uh, interviewing uh, this guy who's an absolute powerhouse that uh, I think a lot of you guys are going to get a lot of value over the years. I've been asked for a roadmap uh, in regards to how to build your own business as a marketing agency, as an agency. And this is not something that I have detailed before. Uh, been too busy running my own agency and uh, helping you guys with marketing strategies over the years. So this individual, uh, I can tell you that I first met him. Um, I saw him on stage, uh, I believe now about a year and a half ago. I've been hearing his name for a long time, but we had a conference just before the whole COVID pandemic and the, the whole world changing and everything uh, that happened in the last seven months or so. Uh, we were in New York uh, something, doing a, a conference called Digital Agency um, Week. I don't know what it was called exactly. It was a great conference. And he got on stage and he talked about the process of building an agency and uh, some advice for us agency owners. And this is his superpower. You know how I talk about creating uh, a superpower and using that power to help people and, uh, and build your business along the way. Well, that's what he does. His superpower is helping people create agencies, scale these agencies, and become successful agency owners. So I've been listening to his podcast for quite a while. I was a guest on his podcast uh, recently, and, uh, and I've been watching his content. So this individual is a true powerhouse. So I'll, I'll give you a couple of highlights uh, that I know from him that he can tell, tell us a little bit more about later on. But for those of you guys, just so you, if you're wondering, uh, how is this going to be good for you? Well, there's a lot of opportunity right now in the world of social media, in the world of marketing, in the world of building an online business. Enormous opportunity. There's been a massive acceleration towards the internet uh, over the last six, seven months. What's happening right now, it was still going to happen, but it's just simply been accelerated. Uh, we probably cut three or four or five years of this acceleration towards the internet because of COVID. So right now there's a massive, massive boom on the internet. And part of that boom includes social media, includes marketing, includes servicing these people to become a part of the online world and a lot of businesses are moving into the internet because they don't got a choice so there's opportunities for us to be able to generate a business just like i have been able to build a multi-million dollar business uh, just by my marketing skill you guys can also do that yourself building an agency and jason can tell us a little bit more about that himself but building an agency is the quickest most affordable way to be able to build successful revenue for yourself and create an organization. Why? Because you don't have to have upfront costs of uh, products. You don't have to invest on inventory, on warehousing. You don't have to invest a lot of human payroll. You don't have to do any of that because the way that you start is just the way that I started in which I figured out a skill and I said, oh, I think I can do this. And I started helping somebody and I showed them success. And then I scaled one step at a time my organization. So it's very easy because it's all based on your intellectual property to start with. And all you got to put is your hard blood, sweat, and tears. And you're going to be able to get that going. So Jason Swank is the agency advisor and coach that guides marketing agencies for a proven framework for growing their agency faster. He's a host of, like I, like I said, a uh, host of a great podcast called The Smart Agency Masterclass Podcast, it's a digital marketing agency owner podcast for sharing the strategies and stories from real agency world and how they got to where they are now. Worked with brands like AT&T, Hitachi, Lotus Cars, and eventually that led to selling his agency. And he specialized in working with agency owners. So he does know what he's talking about. And we're going to bring him on stage now. And we're going to spend the next hour talking to Jason about the subject of building an agency. So Jason, 
Um, let me just go ahead and unmute you right now. And can you hear me well and see me well? I can. How's everybody? Thanks for having me. Oh, absolutely. Great to have you here. Um, and uh, Jason, why don't you tell us a little bit more about yourself for those that are not in the agency world? Yeah, I started an agency in 99, grew it uh, to a multi-million dollar agency over a period of 12 years, you know, working with like, you know, big clients and I was lucky enough to sell it. And then, uh, you know, after I sold, I was depressed. I didn't know what I wanted to do. And I was just lucky enough that old competitors reached out to me. It was like, Hey, uh, you know, uh, how'd you, how'd you work with these big clients? How'd you sell? And, and I just loved it. And then, uh, recent, most recently we started another agency with, uh, some amazing people and we've grown even bigger than that. We've grown over 20 million in 11 months. So it's uh, pretty cool. Wow. Over 20 million. And how many staff do you have helping you with that, Jason? 70. Oh, wow. You got 70. So the same, same, same as me. I have 70 staff now. Do you have a lot of people, uh, internationally, Jason? Uh, do you, do you have a, a, a big time remote team or, um, or it's all us? Well, the, the agency is actually in Canada and Toronto, and uh, we've been growing through acquisitions. So everybody's in Canada or in the U.S., and everybody is um, at a physical location. Right. Let's talk building a business on a marketing agency, okay? I'll tell you my story and how I started. This is the exact path that I took. I was starving myself, bankrupt, and I didn't have anything. Like Jason said, accidental agency owner. In my case, back in 2013, I had to figure out how the heck to do something to survive and, uh, and thrive because I had three children and they all depended on me. So I had to find a solution for me to be able to feed them. Uh, it's a necessity at that point. I'm not thinking about doing what I'm doing today. I'm not thinking about helping people in the way that I'm doing right now. I'm not thinking about creating massive impacts and doing marketing for celebrities and all these people that I get to help every day. I'm thinking about surviving. And that's how it started for me. After several attempts, failures along the way that I tried, um, I tried many different things. We're not going to get in that, into that today. But in 2013, I was introduced by still my chief marketing officer and my partner, Jorge, uh, to the opportunity of doing uh, business on Amazon. And I jumped right into it because I didn't understand what that really meant. I jumped right into it and I figured something out and I made a business with zero dollars in investment. Uh, that business uh, was uh, quite special because all I did was I gathered knowledge, which is a lesson for all of you guys. If you guys want to figure out how to start, in my case, I had no, no money, nothing. I was literally bankrupt. I'm talking about literally, not, uh, I'm not talking about hypothetical, I had no money. I was declared bankrupt in 2010 and lost everything. So in 2013, I jumped into it and I learned and I used YouTube and I used Google and I educated myself obsessively. And at that point, this uh, brother-in-law of mine comes in and tells me, you know that we can do a business on Amazon? And I'm like, yeah, but I have no money. Okay, let's figure it out. So I got um, another friend of mine that I was working with on my nine to five. And I said, uh, his name is Ernesto, still working with me uh, today. And I said, look, Ernesto, why don't you, um, what are you doing on your side, side hustle over here? Oh, I'm selling bed sheets on the road. And I am, uh, um, I grab bed sheets, consignment, Oh, consignment. You don't have to pay for them. No, I get them and then I pay them after I sell them. Okay, that sounds like something that we could do. He goes to the roads uh, and he puts a tent and he sells bed sheets for $20. Clara Clark is a brand. So then um, we're going to get Jason back in a second. He's there now coming back probably with the hotspot. But then once he, he, I realized the opportunity, we grabbed the bed sheets brand. We grabbed all that uh, idea and we created a logo and we called the Cozy House Collection name invented by me, C-O-S-Y. And that brand, you guys can check it out on Amazon right now. It's doing many, many millions of dollars a year. Uh, at this point, I sold it in 2017. Uh, so I've been out of it for several years now. Uh, but that brand is probably going to cross $20 million this year alone. Uh, Betchy's brand. Uh, so then we grabbed this, um, this concept and we put it on Amazon. And I didn't invest a single penny on, on, on inventory. We literally grabbed the bed sheet. I opened it up and I noticed that there was no logo, brand, nothing. 
So we printed out these labels, we call the Cozy House Collection, we stamped it on the bedsheet, and then we sent the first 200 bedsheets, consignment, to Amazon. And to my surprise, a couple of tweaks and listing optimizations, and we started selling. And we kept on going, and we kept on creating listings and adding products, and within six months, we did our first $100,000 in sales in a month. Within the first 18 months, we did the first um, $600,000 in sales a month. On that first second full year, we crossed $6 million in revenue. So that was the first wake up uh, for me in 2015 that, oh, I got a skill that I can do here, which is marketing. So you see, it took me a process to discover that I had an ability. So like Jason said, he was an accidental agency owner. I was an accidental marketer myself. And that led me to look at my father and be like, Dad, I think that you can actually start doing content on social media and we can start doing Facebook. And at that point, he had his producer and they were already uh, creating all this content and they had a strategy. Uh, we reworked the strategy and we started making him go viral on Facebook and all these platforms. And um, that was the accidental creation of my agency. I thought people started asking me questions. It's a process. It doesn't happen overnight. And you got to just create your own process along the way. So now... Without further ado, I'm going to go ahead and bring Jason here again, which he now has his... Uh... <laughs> One second, Jason. I'm going to just create the... Uh... You're not Minecraft anymore looking, that's for sure. So that's exciting. That's good. Yeah, they can hear you now. I'm going to bring you on camera okay. in a second. So I think we are good. So we learned a lesson. It seems like Airbnb Wi-Fi's are not as good as your, um, as your hotspot, man. All right. Well, I, most of the year I live in the mountains and I only get 10 gigs of download and it was actually better than <laughs> what I had. Absolutely. But don't use Safari. Safari. That's what I was using. I'm in Chrome now. So. Okay. So that's another lesson. Yeah. For this, uh, this, this software that we're using. All right. Christian, that's another note for you. Make sure that every people are using uh, Chrome. Okay, good. So we are sharing the screen now and we're back and better than ever. And uh, you don't look blurry anymore so that's really good man awesome okay. i'm so glad so let's, <laughs> sorry <laughs> so let's do it over again jason so tell us a little bit about your story about becoming an agency uh accidental agency owner yeah you know i one of my friends looked like justin timberlake from nsync uh back in the 90s and created a fake band fake website called in shit it got popular and then people started to ask me for websites and literally just started doing $500 websites all the way to, you know, million dollar engagements, you know, by the time, you know, uh, 12 years passed and then uh, we were acquired. And uh, my, uh, my journey of what I thought in the agency world was over, but I was, you know, I was depressed. I didn't know what I wanted to do. Um, and then I started looking back when my old competitors started reaching out, was like, hey, how'd you do this? How'd you do that? And I just realized there was a pattern, there was a system, there was a framework in order to, um, you know, kind of grow a lot faster. Mm. Right. And can you tell us a little bit about what is that pattern, Jason? Yeah. So I remember it was maybe in year eight, uh, we were a couple million in revenue. And I remember just being so depressed. And I was like, I hate doing what I'm doing. And my wife was like, why don't you go get a job? And I thought like, I was like, okay. But then I thought it was like, that might be the ultimate failure. But I, I took a couple of interviews. I actually interviewed with a, a NASCAR, which at the time I was a race, I race cars. And so I thought that was pretty cool. And they asked me two questions. They said, what do you want to do every day? What don't you never want to do ever again? And I remember going home that night and I took a sheet of paper out and I literally drew like a circle about as big as my fist, right? And everything outside that circle wrote down all the stuff I don't want to do. Everything inside that circle, I wrote what I wanted to do. So it gave me clarity. So I was like, oh, I don't want to work with clients anymore. I don't want to project manage. I don't want to do all the sales. I don't want to, you know, blah, 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 right? But I do love the creative process. I do love adding color. I do love creating the vision of the agency. And so I was able to define my role of what I needed it to be in order to be the, you know, the CEO versus the owner. So I had that clarity. And, and so if you go back to like your origin story, right? You were accidental. I was accidental. Most people were. We kind of skip ahead and we always think about prospecting and getting more business, but we really don't have that foundation 
And really, clarity is really that first system, like who do we want to go after? What do we want to uh, do? Um, what are the core values that I believe in so I can actually surround my team with it? What's the vision of where we're going so I can actually not be the toll booth owner for the agency, right? Like think about when you were first started doing your agency and you had people, everybody was probably coming to you for every decision. Um, and everything had to flow through you because you never gave them the ammo of where you wanted to go. So they were making decisions what's better for themselves rather than the agency. Mm. Yeah, I think I still have a little bit of that going on for sure. It's uh, something that uh, you try to handle naturally, but you still have, I still get a lot of people coming from me to get make decisions on, on this and this, this or that. And I, I kind of like... Uh, believe that that's my role uh, as a leader, just to keep on guiding people along the way. Uh, mm. Now, I have a question, Jason. Uh, this is something that along the way I was advised to focus on uh, by different people, and I never listened to this advice um, because I wanted to go down my own road. A lot of people told me, you got to niche down. You got to focus on delivering to a dentist or delivering to a chiro or delivering to an e-commerce. And uh, or health, or don't, don't do anything else because otherwise you're not going to be able to scale. I, I, I was lucky. Uh, now, I'm not a regular guy. Uh, yeah, we have, I'm trying to solve that, okay? Well, I'm not a regular guy on, um, like, I'm very intense, passionate, and very strong and dedicated. Um, so I don't know if this is applicable to everybody, but I did not niche down. I, I went all over the place. I, uh, I opened up. Uh, marketing to anybody that wanted attention. I called my business Attention Grabbing Media, AGM Marketing, because I said, oh, you need attention? Then we can help you. No matter, oh, but I'm a musician. We can help you. Uh, I am a health expert. Oh, I can help you. Um, I need leads for a software. We can help you. So I have failed a lot of times with a lot of these accounts uh, because it would be a, a great dream to tell you that I have succeeded 100% of the time with clients. That's not real. I, I did start like that, Jason. I, I used to hallucinate. And my initial uh, pitches with clients used to be, uh, they used to be, I've never been fired. Well, I cannot tell that story anymore. I've been fired <laughs> many times along the way. <laughs> but I was proud that I think I had, I was lucky enough that the first few clients that I had, uh, had already the foundation for me to be able to help them become successful. And then I was proven wrong really, really fast that most clients are not going to be set up for success right away. So what is your take on, on the niching down and finding an area to service people? Yeah, when, when you first start out, I look at it as like a Vegas buffet, right? Or any huge buffet. You've got to try out everything because what you'll figure out is you'll be like, all right, because when you're starting out, you don't know what you're good at. You don't know what you're bad at. You don't know what clients are which or which niche you actually know better. And so you have to kind of start defining that. Now, when you're, you're niching down, you can do it based on a, a vertical or a horizontal, right? Um, so we did it on a particular solution at first, and then we started going to the vertical or when both of them met, right? So a, a vertical would be an industry focus that most people do like dentists or HVAC or manufacturing or whatever it is. And then a horizontal is made, you know, maybe like on, you know, uh, AR. Um, you really can't do a horizontal anymore. I don't feel like in um, something very broad like a WordPress because there's just too many, right? Because there's so many agencies out there now, everybody looks the same. And so it's hard to differentiate. Um, and everybody looks at the bigger agencies and they go, well, they're doing, you know, they look at the Vander Media or they look at you and they see, a, you know, they're doing everything. But they didn't look at where they actually started. So if you look at Facebook, Facebook didn't start going after everybody and they couldn't compete with MySpace in the very beginning. They could only say, all right, let's go after Harvard students and then Ivy League students and then just kept growing from there. And so it just takes time. Uh, there's no course out there that will tell you what's the most profitable niches. Um, you just have to decide. And there's no one out there that can tell you what's the perfect niche. There's only people that can kind of guide you. And you have to look at, like, what do you have knowledge in? What do you have passion in? Um, you know, and then just, you know, what do you have expertise in or possible expertise in? And then make that decision later on.
Right. And, and what would you say, okay, that makes sense. So, uh, so it's basically on, you have to go based on what you feel and what you love. Uh, because what would you say of uh, somebody that, uh, that doesn't really love the, the world of like servicing people? Because it's not, you know, it, it, you got to understand that point about running an agency, right? Like you're actually being somebody else's employee. You're running their, their marketing or you're doing a service to them. So sometimes people are not easy. Now, you get lucky sometimes. I have some clients that are so incredible to work with that I've been with them for years now. And um, there's a lot of like uh, uh, respect back and forth. And you develop those relationships. Like I have uh, one of the great uh, health experts in our social media world, Dr. Eric Berg. This guy, is, he's incredible. And he sees me as an equal. So we help each other out. So he pays us a lot of money. We have been able to help him grow along the way. Uh, and he's really good at what he does. But we have a great relationship in which we, we support each other. Uh, and um, we give each other help along the way. But most of the time, in all honesty, most of the time it's not like that. And they are demanding and they expect things. And um, they can treat you like us entrepreneurs, Jason. You and I are business owners ourselves. How do you get through that as, a, as an agency owner that you're getting all these people uh, requesting things from you uh, and treating you as an employee and sometimes even disrespecting to, a, to an extent? Well, I get, I get rid of those people, right? Like I, I have a saying that there's no such thing as a bad agency client. There's only a bad prospect or a bad process. And you have to have a better qualification process to look for the red flags. So when you first start talking with a prospect, you have to figure, you have to, you're training them or they're training you. And so if they're not following your process or if they're not respecting you in the very beginning, they're gone. I'll be like, hey, go to so-and-so. Um, so you have to really kind of look at that. But I really think a lot of times it's about positioning. I think a lot of people position themselves in the wrong way. They position themselves as, like you were, you were saying, like, um, the client is, or, you know, demanding and giving you orders. Well, that means you're a me too agency, right? Because, or you haven't trained that client yet. What's a me too agency, Jason? Me too agency is like every other agency out there. It, they're just taking orders versus if you put like you, you guys are positioning yourself as a, the advisors, right? So think of like a story, like let's say Batman. So if you make yourself Batman, you're going to make your client Robin and no one wants that, right? Because they're not equal like Batman, you know, is what, whatever. But if you actually position yourself as Alfred, that trusted advisor, right? Like Batman is the hero, right? Then, you know, that hero actually has a problem and they want something, but the whole focus is on them. So if you can position yourself as an advisor, so when they have a problem, they actually come to you to solve it versus, hey, go do this website. Go do this post for me. I rather yeah, taking orders, right? Instead of just taking orders from people. Exactly. Yeah, so I rather I, them I like come to, tell to me people, and say. Yeah, I like to tell people, Jason, that, um, that when, they, when they come to us, and I don't know what your, what your thoughts are on this, I tell them, look, you're bringing in a marketing doctor. We're here to give you guidance. If you're sick and if you have a problem with your body, you go to the doctor and the doctor tells you what to do. Do you question what the doctor tells you? If you trust the doctor, if it's somebody of uh, trust that has earned your uh, trust along the way, do you question it or, you, or do you do what the doctor tells you? Well, the same thing is with us. Like as an account manager, as an agency owner, you're a client, you're trusting us to become your marketing doctor. So we are here to direct you. If you're not willing to let us direct you and run the show, then let's shake hands and let's not go forward. Right. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, that's a great analogy. And, and let's take it a step further. A lot of agencies are the marketing doctor, but they're also the marketing nurse, the marketer, the marketing order taker. So when someone comes to the doctor's office, the doctor actually greets them. The doctor actually takes them back as a blood pressure and all this. And then you start losing credibility for that marketing doctor because you're like, why can't you just hire people to do this? Like this, like, shouldn't you be doing the really cool stuff? So, um, you know, that's what I always tell everybody is like, it's always you're building trust and you have to position yourself as that advisor that they, 
you know, that they they're going to listen to. <laughs> right, right. That's good. Okay, good. So uh, just to, to circle back to the uh, to, to the question that we were talking about, um, your thoughts on on uh, on creating an agency that it's based on something that you feel you can service that uh, niching down or not niching down is based on what specifically, Jason? Well, I believe you have to niche down because if you're going to position yourself as an advisor, you have to know your your target audience better than they know themselves, right? So, like, I know you're like like you have to be like, I know what they ultimately want. I know that biggest challenge that they have and how it makes them feel. I um, I know the thing that's actually holding them back. I know what success looks like. I know what failure looks like. And then you can actually appeal to them. So like when I'm talking to agency owners, I'll be like, hey, I, I understand you want to you grow and scale your agency, but you don't want to be imprisoned by the agency. You want to create that freedom so you can pick and choose to do the things that you really love, which is probably making you frustrated and a little overwhelmed, right? So I can, I can talk with them. So I can't tell you how many times people listen to the podcast or check out our stuff and they'll be like, I feel like you're like have a, a bug in my office. And that's why it's important to drill down. But it takes sometimes a long time to figure out how to drill down. It's you don't have to do it off off the bat. But the faster you do, the faster you'll grow, because then you can position yourself as that trusted advisor and then you can figure out what's the right offering for them and so on and so on before you just go and let me create a Facebook ad. <laughs> right. Right. Okay. That's fantastic. Really good advice. You can definitely go in a different route than the one that I went through that I, I was like, uh, I'm going to take over the world and I can help anybody. It's, it hasn't been easy. Uh, it's been, it's been a bit rough along the way. So becoming an expert on a field that you can service people and become an advisor and become a marketing consultant for them, it has a lot of value and it's an easier path. And I think it makes sense that you can focus on one area become really good at it, master it, and then you can expand into other areas. Uh, if, if you really want to take over the marketing world and be uh, a Vayner Media like Gary Vaynerchuk and service all these different companies, then it's a roadmap. You got to start somewhere and get a really good product there and then expand from there. Okay, Jason, so um, where we're at today, 2020, October, at the time of this recording, uh, middle of COVID-19, uh, what are your thoughts on starting an agency now? What are your thoughts on this particular oh, area? Perfect time. Like literally the most absolute perfect time to create it right now because there's still, you know, a lot of the world is still pretty much shut down. They can't really you know, meet in person. So they're looking for people that understand digital marketing that can actually reach. You know, I remember when when COVID actually started happening back in March, everybody took a big dip for a couple of weeks. And then literally it was like a, a rocket ship for, you know, a lot of my mastermind members and clients and people I chat with. It was just like, boom, because now digital was the only way people could actually reach them. When we have down economies and I go back at when I started in 99, it was literally the dot bomb error. And then we went through 9-11. And then we went through 08, and now obviously we're going through this. A lot of the agencies that I've interviewed or I'm working with, you know, that are really successful, they started in these periods. They started in these times. Not saying you can't start a successful agency at any time, but this is the best time to do it because a lot of the bigger guys may be struggling. Uh, that's what I found in the dot bomb, and I could actually service the middle market where the bigger companies just went after the bigger guys. And uh, it's just a perfect time to, to start it. And especially now, like with uh, all the tools we have and most people don't have offices anymore, like it's crazy. Right. Great opportunity. I agree. Uh, before, before COVID hit, uh, we, we were growing. Uh, the agency, we have been steadily growing for years. Uh, we had 54 staff and we had um, a lot of accounts and we were doing quite well already. But with COVID, we have expanded uh, probably what would have taken us the next two or three years. Uh, instead of 54 staff, I got 70 today. Uh, we got 25% more uh, accounts on actually in services right now. Uh, we have expanded. Like we had uh, the ad spent for our e-commerce um, has doubled um, from before. I had a client uh, who's one of our big clients. Uh, 
he was spending $150,000 a month in advertising. We're doing $300,000 a month right now in advertising. Uh, so there's a lot of opportunities, and we had a, I, had, I have sit down with people that, Jason, they had great business models before, but they didn't uh, manage to move into the Internet um, at, in, in on time for this. So they're, they're, they're struggling. Uh, there's one particular brand that, I'm, that I managed that uh, these people have a great company. They have been... They've been putting their um, their stuff on on shopping centers for 15 years, and they have these little uh, centers that have uh, all all their clothes, and they sell some really cool stuff, uh, sheepskin and things like that. They've been doing really well. I'm talking about a 10 million dollar a year business uh, that has been very stable, growing uh, for many years. They they put little sales armies all over the country, and um, the great model. But guess what? Not going to work anymore. Uh, I mean, shopping centers are opening up again. Uh, it's not going to be the same. I don't think we're going back. So she sat down in my office uh, several months ago and she said, look, I'm here because I have been smart enough that I have handled our finances well. And I can afford services from companies like yours. Uh, if it wasn't for that... I would be probably declaring bankruptcy and that would be the end of it because my business has completely shut down and I cannot operate anymore. And I don't know when this is going to change, but because I've been smart with my finances, here you go, I can hire you. Here's your retainer, let's go. And we transitioned her over to the internet and this company is doing fantastic right now with online sales and building their own Shopify store and transition. So there's a lot of these companies that have transitioned over to the online world that, or, or they have no choice. I always, um, uh, I, I've done uh, webinars that I talk about data, Jason, that, um, for example, I'm a social media guy, so I look at that data. So um, uh, uh, as of 2019, there were only about 5% of businesses that had gone deep in social media advertising. And a lot of these, they don't even know what they're doing. So worldwide, there's hundreds of millions of businesses looking for marketing advice and, and help that otherwise they don't, they don't make it, not in a COVID-19 environment. So like Jason says, to his point, this is a golden opportunity for you to give you guys figure out how to create your own revenue. Because Jason, is there something more affordable to create a business? Uh, like uh, what, uh, what are your thoughts on like what I just said at, at, at the intro before I brought you in, uh, or the ease financially, uh, the financial burden that it really is for a person as an agency owner to start compared to other businesses out there. What are your thoughts on that? I mean, all you need is a computer and a, you don't even need an internet connection, obviously, because it sucks at here, but you can go to Starbucks. <laughs> <laughs> right, like, Starbucks, certain agency there. That's right. So, so you do need an the, internet connection, internet guys. World. All right, you do need an internet connection. Let's just be clear. But it can be Starbucks <laughs> internet connection. Yeah, it's crazy. I literally, I've done uh, like literally thirty interviews in the past week here, and it's been all great. So, uh, for everyone listening, I, I sincerely apologize, but. I don't know that's, what's going on. That's okay. We're, 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 we're making it happen, Jason. So, so yes, um, all you need is an internet connection and a computer, right? And, and the knowledge to know how to do something well for someone. Like, I, I get a lot of people reaching out to me. They're like, hey, can you actually help me start an agency? I'm like, cool. You know, what's, what's the superpower? How can, you know, how can you help people? They're like, well, I need to figure that out. I'm like, you're not ready to start an agency. Like, you know, have to know to have know how to do something really amazing for a particular audience. Um, that's step or one. Or go to school. Right? That's yeah. number one step. You got to figure out how you can help people. Always. Exactly. And it's interesting because that's the way it works for not only as an agency, but as a brand uh, in social media. If you try to just sell products, you're not going to succeed unless you have a very unique product that is revolutionizing. If you're not uh, Elon Musk, uh, creating revolutionary products or things that nobody else invents, you, you have to figure out a way to provide value first and what is your superpower. So the same thing for an agency. How can you help somebody? So, Jason, what, what is uh, the roadmap for, for uh, a person to figure that out? What are your thoughts on that? What do you tell somebody that? How do they figure out how to help somebody? Well, I mean, you have to... <laughs> 
it's kind of, that's that's a loaded question, right? Like you have to like with my case, like I knew how to do design websites and do user experience, and then I figured out, you know, how to get them, you know, on listed on all the directories because Google wasn't around back then, right? Like literally, it was like Alta Vista and Excite, like things that are not even around anymore. Um, so you have to make sure you do that. But I going back to like your question about um, what's the step to to start an agency. Actually, an easier part is to go buy an agency that's already working. Like literally, if you want to like, even if you don't even know how to do a particular service and you want to get into this amazing industry, go find an agency that's profitable. People think is I can't because I don't have um, the revenue, but you can get like, especially in these, these times, you can get interest only loans for very cheap. And then if you buy a really successful agency, you know, they're going to, you know, you're going to be able to make those payments back and then some, and then in the next couple of years, you're going to own it fully outright. And you can do that over and over again. And that's how, you know, we've grown so quickly in the second agency is through acquisitions. Definitely a subject that I'm very interested in, Jason. Um, would you, would you say that going to a place like SBA.gov, uh, you can probably get a huge loan and, and use that to buy an agency? Oh, most definitely. And, and talk with your, your local bank, your, your, your credit unions, all those, you know, there's, there's a lot of opportunity out there, or there's also, also a lot of grants out there sometimes that I've seen people utilize in order to, you know, make purchases. A lot of times I talk to agency owners and they're like, look, we have a ton of cash in the bank. And when you buy an agency, let's say you buy a million dollar agency, you don't have to give them a million dollars. What you can do is you can give them a quarter or 50% of whatever you evaluate their agency for. So let's say they're a million dollar agency. They make $250,000 in profit. So their margins are 25%. So I would value their agency at maybe 500,000 in revenue. So all you need to really purchase them is 250,000 uh, loan. And then the rest, you can pay them in their performance of the agency of how it actually does. So it actually makes it a lot more attainable in order to buy a business. Because a lot of times, and I remember when I first started, I used to think, you know, I have to come up with millions of dollars to buy an agency, and, and you don't. What, why would, what would an agency owner, Jason, um, be interested in selling an agency that's profitable? What, what's mm -hmm. happening with these guys? Well, you never know. It's kind of like a duck on the water, right? Like they all look calm and cool on the top. But if you really looked under the surface, their legs are moving a thousand miles per hour. And it could be a number of different things. They could be like, hey, I want to take some chips off the table, right? So when we come in and purchase an agency um, and we purchase a, a very healthy agency, that owner may want to take some chips off the table because there's always uncertainty. You never know what's around the corner. And so we'll be like, we'll give you a 50% here. And then you have an upsell or, um, you know, an opportunity to make, you know, 10 times that, you know, in the next couple of years, because you own part of the other. There could be, I've even heard reasons that their lease is up. Like I've literally heard that several times because when you sign a lease on your building, it's like five years, sometimes three years, 10 years. They're like, hey, it's up. I don't want to do it. Or there's something in their agency you get to a point like, you know, in, in part of my origin story, when I went to go interview, there was things I hated but maybe they didn't figure out what they actually needed to do. Or they just got to a point where they think the grass is greener on the other side and they want to go <laughs> develop you know, a software product, which I'll tell you, the grass is greener on the side you actually water. Um, so, uh, <laughs> so you just got to you know, figure that out. Yeah, I developed an iPhone app and I hated it. I was like, I need to get back to the agency world. <laughs> I like that. A grass is greener on the other side that you actually water. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Never heard that one before. Uh, good, Jason. So I, I know I ha I've seen this website that um, I followed for a long time called WebsiteClosers.com. I think that's what it's called. And it's a okay. website. I don't know if you've heard about this one, but they sell a lot of brands. I haven't seen agencies being sold there, but it's people that have, uh, maybe they're done with it. Maybe they want to have an inheritance for their children. Maybe they, I don't know, they just gave up on it and they're, they're selling their brand. So I have seen this uh, over the years. I have never acted on any of them, but it's something that I find interesting because I'm sure there are opportunities, especially because my 
I can tell you a viewpoint that I have as an agency owner. Uh, I, I also, I talked about this with you on your podcast, Jason, but I happen to own a brand that it's the biggest client for my agency. I own it. Um, so, so it's like I get both sides of it. Um, I, I'm obviously, I'm the marketing agency for it, and I have a vested interest in it because I own it. So it's almost like I built this machine, and uh, this machine is incredible. And I have um, this machine with a lot of different skills uh, in it. Uh, video editing, copywriting, uh, Facebook ads experts, uh, many chat experts, and I have like uh, all these people that are incredible talent, and I use these people to grow that particular brand. So for me, I also have this intention of building a machine that I can bring companies that I own also for this machine, because then you start building a lot more wealth along the way. I know that I can, like they say, flip uh, a house, I can flip a business because I have the marketing knowledge to flip it and make it successful. So that's one of the things that I have as, a, as an end goal with the marketing agency that I am building this agency that I can pour any marketing uh, into it and any brand and help it grow. And I have been very successful with uh, my brand. It's called Natural Slim. Uh, it's co-owned by my father, myself, and my wife, and we have taken it uh, with marketing on this agency being the number one driver from a million dollars on a small little island to $50 million internationally, and uh, we, we've done really well with it. It is a big story of ours. So this is something that down the line for me is a big goal that I use this agency as this machine that can run brands through, and um, now you, you're not really just servicing people. You're building something that is going to help you build wealth uh, across the boards. Yeah, you know, I look at there's, there's kind of three pathways um, that you can, of creating an agency, right? You can create the lifestyle business um, where, you know, it just provides you an amazing lifestyle. You can pick and choose and have your freedom. The other one is you can build it up to sell. And then the other one, like you described, you're an incubator agency, right? Like that's what Gary Vanderchuk's doing. That's what you're doing <clears throat> where like with VanderMedia, they don't care about profit. They're just caring about like, how do we create this amazing incubator that we can just bolt on to all these other businesses that we own and then flip those or turn right. And just, uh, you know, cause it is hard to find a, uh, you know, a really good agency that can do all these things. And if you trust it, you know, that's even the better. So that, that's uh, I applaud you for that. That's a, that's a really good pathway. Oh, I appreciate that. Uh, I have uh, I have a lot of uh, things in my mind that uh, I can probably provide uh, value to uh, to to your group sometimes, and uh, I'm sure I can get some more. Uh, I know we talked about you and your mastermind, and you help agency owners because I I didn't study anything, Jason. I did not study a single thing. I don't think I even knew what the word agency meant when I said. We're going to go ahead and build an agency. And that's where the word accidental comes in. Uh, oh, is that what you call it? Something where you can service other people? Is that an agency? Oh, yeah, good. Let's go ahead and do that. Um, are you going to pay me $250 a week? Because that, that, my first client paid me $250 a week to run the Facebook ads. Uh, that client was my dad. I had to convince him. And, and he basically gave me the green light just because he felt bad for me. And he's like, okay, here you go, son. I'm going to prove you. $250 a week, I'm going to give you a month, and then we boomed, and he, it opened up his eyes, and really he's like, wait a second, so this actually works, and he transitioned over from TV advertising over to social media really fast, and then we exploded in a big way, so there's a story with that, that, um, that like, along the way, I have so many things that I tried, Jason, that didn't work, and then a lot of things that actually worked, um, so I, I, I need to uh, do a, a dump of all this information, we ended up building our own software and we have our onboarding processes and we have our training and I train my staff every week now and I'm trying to get everybody on the same page because along the way, something that happened to me, Jason, was that I noticed that as I brought staff in, everybody was running their own show and they were handling the accounts themselves without being connected to the strategy at the top. Uh, so I had to build those systems along the way. Uh, that again, it's, it's, it all happened accidentally from just like the laws in the world are created based on criminality, right? You, you, yeah. you commit a crime and then uh, it's not a crime and the government looks at it and they say, I think that should be illegal. Let's make a law. 
You know, so that's the same way that I built my agency along the way. I did something, it didn't work, and I'm like, wait a second, this is wrong. Here's a policy. Or uh, no, there's, we're lacking an onboarding process. That's why, oh, you know what? Expectations are wrong at the beginning, Jason. Obviously, when you are beginning that you're starving, you don't get really strict about it. I had no contracts right now. Uh, I know you can tell me your thoughts on it in a second, but uh, we have a six-month agreement. If you're not willing to sign with me six months, don't even come. Let's shake hands. Uh, I want to move it towards one year. And as soon as I'm a little bit more stable, I will do that. What are your thoughts on getting these people as a filter to sign to a long-term deal with you guys as, as an agency client? Well, you got to think about, it's all about the offering, right? So we talked about clarity and positioning, offering is really kind of the third system before you get to prospecting. And so in the offering, a lot of times people pitch marriage right off the bat. And if you pitch marriage right off the bat, you haven't built trust and it's really risky for them, honestly, right? It's a big decision. And the bigger the decision, the longer it takes. And the longer it takes, right, the, the chances of you actually losing it. So like if you have a six month contract right off the bat, you're like, man, I'm in bed with this person for six months. Like what if it goes wrong? Oh, you don't have a, I can't cancel. So it's really risky. So I actually like to break it up in um, kind of like what I call the offer ladder. So I actually position a foot in the door offer. So something like a blueprint. So let's say someone comes to me and they want uh, you know, more leads to, in order to grow their, their, their flower business. So I'd be like, okay, well, let's map out what you're doing now on a high level and do it with them. And then I'm going to say, all right, so this is what you have now. Well, what do you think if we did it this way? What do you think if we did this, 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 this? And we're getting them to buy in. And then once they actually buy into this, I'm like, hey, do you like this plan? They're going to be like, yeah, I love this plan. I'm like, of course you do because you just built it. <laughs> I made you feel like you actually built it. And then once that happens, I'm like, I ask them two questions. Do you like the plan and do you want my help with it? And then from there, that actually positions to like maybe a three-month project. So a lot of times I'll ask um, my agency clients to be like, how long does it take you to show really amazing results to your clients? And it'll be like two, three months. I'm like, cool. Let's do a four-month project. Like, and then when they start seeing the results, then as an agency, you go, you know, I think we should do this to really put some gasoline on the fire and we can grow it even more. And then they'll be like, okay. So I, I remember I did this with one of my clients. They were charging $5,000 a month. They could cancel at any time, right? And so they were losing their clients at six months. So they would make, make 30000 per client. So I said, let's do the foot in the door. We'll charge 2,500. Um, and then the project is going to be over three months. I'll charge 15,000. And then the retainer that we started positioning was 8,750 for a year. So now they're making well over six figures per client rather than, you know, 30,000 just by changing up the offering. And here's the other kicker. They actually increased their closing rate to over 85%. They actually closed people within under a week because it was an easy decision. Mm. So that's a good road. I think the only way that you can really skip that road is that if you have built a really, really solid credibility for yourself and your brand along the way, uh, which is uh, in, to an extent in my agency, Jason, and I think we talked about that in your podcast, uh, people that are coming into, in, into my agency, uh, they're coming in through my world somehow. Uh, they do my webinars, seminars. Uh, they, do, uh, they, they consume the content. They're on my list. I, I, and I've been branding myself for years in front of them now. By this point, uh, some cases, I've had people that join the agency that have been consuming my content for two years or so. So when they come in and we pitch them a six-month agreement, they're a little bit more like uh, uh, willing to look at that just because they know who I am and they have seen what I've done and they've seen the results and they know the brands that I work with. But if you don't have that roadmap um, already like I've been doing, which a lot of people don't have that because it, it's taken years to, to go down that path, even though, uh, I mean, at a scale, uh, I'm not going to compare myself to Gary Vee, for example, or any of these guys, like I don't have the attention. But I have a list of people that are consuming the content and they have doing that for years. Even though I I'm at that level, which is not a huge attention-grabbing level, people that are coming into my agency, they're coming one of two ways. Either a referral, which instant credibility. 
Dr. Berg says, you need to go to Manuel uh, and their agency. That's it. These people are, we, we get 98% close rates on those ones, right? If, if it's a referral from somebody that they trust, that has been with us for a while, that really believes in what we do. That's a big close rate. And then the other one is when we do promotions for uh, people to come into the agency consultation, uh, it's coming through my content and they know it's my agency. They know that I, I'm the CEO and I really am the CEO running the show over here. And many times I'm on the meetings and I'm involved in the projects. And because of that, there's a credibility factor. So if you don't have that, Jason, um, you would, that would be the, the obvious road right, to take is that just have a foot in the door offer because otherwise you're not going to be able to get people close or trust you. It's like getting married uh, without belief in you. It's not going to happen, right? Yeah, I mean, and plus too, like you do the foot in the door to protect you. You want to know, a lot of times people will sneak in and you want to know before you're in bed with them for a year, you'd be like, do I want to be with this person? Like they're really, they're treating us like dirt. And like I look at our most valuable asset in the agency in any company that I've, I've built is our employees are our most valuable asset, not our clients. Our clients come second fiddle. Um, and if they disrespect my clients, like we've started off, if the internet actually worked, um, you know, I would, I would get rid of a client in a heartbeat if they disrespected, you know, the team. And then I know, um, you know, a lot of businesses grow their business based on referrals and that's great. What I've found with refer, because that means you're doing a great job, but what I've also found with referrals is it's very hard to scale. So a lot of times when agencies will hit a certain plateau and they'll be like, well, we keep getting more and more people to keep up with the referrals. And then you hit this ceiling and you're like, well, in order to break through that ceiling, a lot of times I tell people, I'm like, <clears throat> just charge more, but you can't charge more to these types of clients and referrals keep giving you the same type of clients or less, never above. I mean, I guess there are some unicorns out there, but right. um, it gets really challenging to grow just on referrals alone. That's why I love that, you, you know, you speak on stage, you create all this amazing content, they digest your content. Like that's how most people engage with us when they jump in the mastermind or by the playbook or whatever, they've digested our content for years. So we've built this credibility up. Um, but if you're, I see too many people just doing referrals and then you'll hit certain thresholds. Sometimes the, the threshold for referrals is eight figures and that's perfectly fine for people. Or sometimes it's a million or 500,000, whatever it is, just know, like kind of use that as an indicator be like, man, I've hit my head. I'm making less. And you know, oh, my lead generation is just referrals. And I look at it as like, how can we create three channels inbound, outbound and strategic partnerships? So now it's, it's more, you, you control it more than just, uh, you know, your good work that you do. Right, right. That's really good. Uh, okay, Jason, so um, I don't want to take too much more of your time, for, uh, but I want you to give us uh, a couple of minutes of, uh, let's say that a lot of these guys that are here uh, watching this, this video or listening to this podcast right now, they say, okay, good. I need more income. I want to get started. I want to build my business right now. I want to take advantage of the opportunities. What is the first step uh, that they need to take after they figure out, okay, good, I know how to generate leads or I know how to help a, a chiropractor or a dentist or an e-commerce brand or whatever. What is the first step that they can take once they have that thing down that they know that they have an ability to help somebody with marketing or with a service? Yeah, once you have that clarity, then it's the second step is really how can I position myself to be the choice rather than a choice? How can you position yourself as that advisor, that trusted advisor, where you're focusing all the attention on them and hardly any on you? And then you develop a, a plan that they actually understand. Like when I would race cars, um, I would say, hey, go through this corner at 100 miles per hour. If I didn't describe the plan and demonstrate the plan, they wouldn't be able to do it. But once I did that, they were actually able to go through it faster than me. So I guess I'm a better teacher than actually doer on that one. Uh, the next thing is figuring out that right offering ladder, what you should actually be charging, how can you charge on value. Now that you have that main foundation, then you can go to prospecting. And I want you to develop, think about, you don't have to do it all at once, but think about the first channel would be outbound if I'm starting out, because you can actually control that. How can I get someone's attention, you know, actually uh, pitch to them and propose to them, and then develop all the other channels that I talked about, inbound strategic partners. Now that you have that, then you have to develop your sales process. 
Um, how do I qualify people quick so you're not wasting time? What are the questions I need to ask? How can I, um, how can I have them determine the value that, that I actually provide by the questions I ask versus me saying, I can bring you a million dollars. You're going to be like, you're full of it, right? But if I can actually ask the right questions where they can see that, oh man, this, this, this agency can bring me a million dollars, I'm good. Then, then the, the, the hard part's not over. I see a lot of agencies stop here after the sale, they ring the bell, and they're really happy, but then they forget about the onboarding and delivering and the communication that needs to happen because the hard part's not selling the deal, it's keeping the deal and actually growing that account and doing amazing jobs. So then they're always bragging about you. So then you actually do get more referrals. So you have to figure out the delivery system. And then you also, the next system, and you have to do these in order. It's kind of like a phone number. The next is operations. Who are the right people I need to put in the right seats that believe in what we believe that can actually get us further along? And then the last part is leadership. I truly believe if you want to transition from an owner to a CEO, there's five roles. Set the vision, communicate it to your team often. Coach and mentor your leadership team only and show them how they can do that down and down and down and down. Be the face of the organization like you are, like creating all this amazing content with people that have better internet connections, um, <laughs> you know, assist sales and then understand the financials. So those are the five roles. And then once you have those five roles, I'm going to tell you, you're going to be completely depressed because you're going to go into your agency that you'll be like, oh, I love those roles, right? Like you'll go into your agency and you'll go into a meeting and be like, hey, can I help you out with this? No, I'm good. Can I help you out with this? No, I'm good. But you have to realize that Jason told you this, this would happen, and you have actually transitioned to a CEO where they actually need you for something different than you're used to. So right. that's it. Right. Well, obviously, it's a process. I, I wish that uh, it, it all happened overnight uh, like that. But, for example, hiring your first team member, uh, you got to have some income already and some revenue, right? So I would say... To bring it all down to basics, uh, if you're just starting up, um, this is something that you need to rewind and look at Jason's bullet points that he just mentioned, step by step. But to, begin, to bring it all back to basics, what would you do? Like if you were, if, uh, if I go back to the beginning of my agency, which right now it's a pretty big powerhouse right now that we have here going on and we help a lot of people and we're pretty good at what we do, but it, it, it was a long process, right, um, to get to where we're at today. And I'm just, I, I, I'm still just getting started. We're still putting things in place. But if you go back to the basic, the basic thing that I did was that I found something that I could do well, and I found one person that I can service. Because that one person, if you do it well, that person becomes your first case study, right, Jason? It's it's your first uh, evidence that you really know what you're doing and that you can help people. Like talking about becoming a doctor, marketing doctor, right? The doctor knows how to cure a patient. Well, you know how to get a marketing result on an account. So you got to get that one result. If you're lucky, that first one becomes successful. If you're not, then you got to just say goodbye and go at it again and try to find one that you can make successful. I was lucky uh, that the first one that I tried was successful the second and the third one, they were successful. And then I felt like a king of the mountain. And I said to the world that I would never get fired. And I ended up, uh, I was just lucky because I have been fired many times along the way. I have failed many times uh, delivering quality marketing results. It is marketing. It is fast moving. It's ever changing. You got to stay up to date. And that's all part of, uh, of playing this game. But you got to get that one client uh, to give you a chance, give you an opportunity. Sometimes, Jason, people ask me, but how do I get that one client? Before COVID, uh, I would advise them, and maybe you can give, them, give me some advice on this as a final note. Uh, before COVID, I would tell them, look, uh, if, if you have all your lines or your people and you know somebody's in business, you can talk to them and offer the opportunity to do social media marketing for them because you did some research. You can go to Google and you can search at library Facebook and you'll find a website and you can find out their business in there and you will know right away if they're running any ads or not. And with that data, you can be like, hey, I looked you up and you're not running any social media advertising and it's an opportunity and I wanna help you. It's not gonna cost you anything. Uh, I'm gonna do it for free for two weeks. I wanna help you generate some leads. Uh, and uh, if you like it, um, then we can go come into an agreement. Uh, very simple, I wanna give my chance a chance to prove myself to you 
Uh, and uh, all you got to give me is a couple hundred dollars on advertising. You're not going to give it to me. You're going to give it to social media, to Facebook. You're making them rich, not me. I just want to prove myself. And if you really do that, you will be able to find somebody that's going to be interested because they want to grow their business. That's the reason they're in business. Uh, if you can't do that because you have nobody and you live on a, uh, I don't know, you live on a desert and all you have is an internet connection and you don't have anybody around, well, you're going to have to do some cold calling or something, right? So what would you say, Jason? What is, a, what is the easiest tip that we can give people in regards to how do they find their first one that's going to give them a chance to prove themselves? Because that's how it all starts. Well, it's all the low-hanging fruit. So just look at the people in your network that you've used to work with and or that you actually know that you have passion you know, for something that they actually need and just go, hey, I can help you with this. Would you like help with this? That this is what I can actually do. Like, you know, if they're uh, selling sneakers, be like, hey, would you like to sell more sneakers during Black Friday? I can actually help you out with this landing page and drive more people there. Can, can I have a shot? All I'm asking is just to, you know, you just, if you get good results, you introduce me to three of your friends that sell other types of sneakers. And, and it's as easy as that. Like, you know, you just tell them, you know, what's the possible result, why you're actually doing it, and then just position it. And you, it's a numbers game. And just remember, everything big starts off small. We all look at the bigger companies and we're like, we want to be there. And then we compare ourselves to everybody else, but you can't. Like, enjoy the journey. I remember when I, so I had a, a bunch of people at my house and we were climbing the mountain on the first day. And most of the time I'm rushing up the top of the mountain and you get up to the top and you're like, cool. But I actually sat back this time and made sure everybody made it up. Um, you know, so I was the last one and they actually made me go, go a lot slower. So I was actually able to enjoy the journey and see things I wasn't able to see. And that's the things when I look back at the first agency that we sold, I remember the journey, not just the destination. Right. I love that. Absolutely love that. So there you have it, guys. Uh, there is a roadmap for you guys to take. It's just one step at a time. Uh, one thing that I'll mention that is important is that you got to keep on getting educated on, on both things. How to build an agency, which that's what Jason does for a living. He helps people out in this particular environment. Uh, and how to be a good marketer, which is what I do. I don't teach people how to build an agency. It's not something that I have ever done before. I have given people some advice on it based on my own process, but I don't have a systematic process for it. Maybe one day I'll put together all the things that I've done and all the things that I shouldn't have done, and I'll share that with the world, uh, which is probably a pretty big list. Uh, but I, if, you, if you learn what I teach, which is the world of marketing, and you combine that with the world of servicing, then that combination is going to be what's going to drive your growth along the way because you can't be doing an agency if you're not educated on delivering a quality result. Uh, Facebook is a great opportunity. That's my area uh, on how to generate attention and how to generate leads and create a customer journey and how to uh, uh, do e-commerce numbers and how to grow your Amazon brand. All those things are possible if you have the right knowledge but for a service uh, business, if you want to be an agency, you got to get the data on how to get started or go through the painful process that Jason and I probably went through ourselves in our first venture building an agency. So Jason, how can they connect with you further? I know you have the podcast and that's an important one. You bring in a lot of agency owners. You talk a lot about uh, the process of building an agency, but how can they connect with you if they want to get more data as to a roadmap in regards to how to build an agency in this environment. Yeah, so we put out like over a thousand pieces of free content out there, but it's all, you know, just as we think about it. But if you go to jasonswank.com slash playbook, that walks you through the eight systems that you really need in starting an agency, or even if you're an agency right now and you want to scale it and you've hit that plateau, it walks you through all their systems in detail. So go there, request a, you know, invite into there and uh, that will be the best. And then, you know, let us know your progress and, and so sorry about the internet. I wish I could make it to go faster. I think, I think we made up for it. Jasonswank.com forward slash playbook guys. Swank is S W E N K, right? Jason. That's all right. right jasonswang.com forward slash playbook. So you can follow this uh, super rock star on the agency building world and, uh, and get started because hopefully he helps you guys get better in the world of building an agency. For those of you guys that are interested in doing that, and I help you get better in the world of taking advantage of modern marketing opportunities. 
Jason, it was great having you here. Thank you so much. We should do this again. I have so many things that we, talk, we need to talk about in the world of uh, uh, agency, so many different things that we can talk about that I've learned all, all, over the years. Uh, communication with clients, systems, onboarding process. Uh, that, that We can probably do a whole podcast on, a whole interview on the subject of uh, uh, there's no such thing as a bad client, only a bad process and a bad prospect, right? <laughs> so those things exactly. are very, very true exactly. and uh, they're important, <laughs> right? So we'll have to do this again, Jason, with better internet. All right. With better, yes, better. Better internet. internet. We'll, we'll do that next time. All right, Jason, thanks so much for being here, man. Appreciate it. Hey guys, I hope you enjoyed this week's episode of the Facebook Ninja Podcast. If you want to learn more advanced ninja tactics to grow your business and master social media marketing, then sign up for the Manuel Suarez Coaching Program by heading over to our website, manuelsuarez.com forward slash coaching.